Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the radio. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Kettering Health Network, JTM Food Group, MSA Design, and by Document Destruction. The Hot Stove League is also brought to you by Cincinnati Bell, connecting what matters. Your tri-state Chevy dealer. Check out their award-winning lineup at your Chevy dealers now. Encore Technologies and Cisco Energy Pellets of America. Visit buyheatingpellets.com. And by United Dairy Farmers, where Highlander Grog Coffee is back for a limited time. Fresher, better, UDF. The Reds are on the radio. Now the Reds Hot Stove League on 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. Hey, pleasant good evening, everyone, from the Holy Grail Banks. Let's hear it from you. Boy, there's nothing like performing before a live audience. Thank you very much for the welcome. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm Marty Brenneman, and he, he is Everyday Jim Day. How are we looking? Well, I'm looking uh, rather plump. It's the off season, and uh, no, we're looking good. We're looking good. Feeling good, ready for Christmas and the holidays and the new year, like you said. And uh, what's really cool to me is there's a lot of rumors. The winter meetings are going on right now, a lot of rumors flying. Last December, it was a snooze fest. There was no news about the Reds. The exciting part is that the Reds are being talked about and talked about in a big way that they're talking to a lot of teams, and it's, uh, it's building some excitement in December. I like it. It's like the old time. I think it's also building some impatience on the part of fans that nothing has happened yet. Well, let's face it. This, our society is impatient I mean, about let's, everything. Let's, let's I mean, say everything. it like it is. Well, you know, we're I, impatient about everything. I Bobby. know. I, and I, you leading the pack on that. I certainly am. Uh, we have an expert on the line with us, standing by with bated breath. Over the years, we've done as much as we can to make this guy a college, cottage in, uh, uh, a cottage, what am I trying to say? Yes, unto himself, because he's on uh, quite often during the course of the regular season. He is a beat writer covering the Reds for MLB.com, and that is none other than the inimitable, the loquacious, the iconic, Mark Sheldon. Mark? Fellas, how are you? It's good to talk to you. It's nice to be visiting with your smiling face. How are you? Doing good. I'm just hanging out with Donnie and Marie and uh, Siegfried and Roy's Tigers here in Vegas and just living the life. Did they send their best to Jim and I? They, of course they do. Well, thank you. I, I figured they'd have brought us up at some point. Um, I know you've been running around like a chicken with your head cut off. 
uh, as far as trying to run down every rumor and every lead and everything that possibly could come up relative to the Reds team. And as Jim mentioned a moment ago, I think it was Theo Epstein who made the comment the other day that no team has talked to more teams uh, over the course of this uh, winter meeting in Las Vegas and the Cincinnati Reds. Have you gotten that same impression? I definitely have. And, and like Jim said at the beginning, you know, last year and maybe the year before, it was a snooze fest for the Reds. They weren't really involved in any major rumors. And now this week they've been involved in some of the biggest rumors for some of the bigger players, whether it's uh, Yasiel Puig and you know, now you're hearing JT Real Muto and uh, Ender Enciarte. So they're, they're definitely have a lot of different uh, dealers out there. And Nick and, and Dick in the front office have been talking to a lot of clubs and a lot of agents, so they really are working it and trying to make something happen. Are you, at the same time, though, are you surprised that they've not done anything yet? Of course not, because it's just, I asked him this yesterday, I go, you know, a lot of fans are kind of getting cynical and they're getting testy and they want to see changes. And, you know, you guys are talking, obviously, but I think some people want to see action. And then they kind of remind everyone, including me, that it's the winter meetings is not where the deal-making ends. It's, it's sometimes where it begins and things happen later in the offseason. And sometimes because of the contracts and all that stuff, it, it does take a while. And... As the Reds have done in the past, I've noticed some of their, over the years, some of their bigger deals came right after the meetings, whether it was the Todd Frazier trade or yeah. whether it was uh, the very end of the meetings, Matt Latos was, uh, was, was traded and so was Alfredo Simon on the final day. So there's, there's things that can happen and sometimes it happens at the very end. There's always been rumors at the winter meetings. Nowadays with social media, those rumors are two and threefold. Uh, do you get a sense of, of how much of these are, in fact, just rumors and how many are well, not true at all. A lot of guys will just throw some spitballs against the wall to see what sticks. So what's your impression of, of these rumors? Well, like the trade deadline, shortly before that, and July 31st, and then, of course, the winter meetings, I, I would say almost seems like 90% of these things don't work out. Or they're over, at least they're exaggerated. You know, it seems like the Reds are really inquiring about everyone and checking in on any free agent, whether they're reachable guys or not, just to see where things are. And that could be construed as a lot, you know, Reds checking in on Dallas Keuchel or Reds are looking at, uh, you know, Patrick Corbin before he signed. And it, it's just sometimes you don't know where it's coming from. Sometimes the agent is reaching out to a national reporter trying to goose some interest in his client. And these things do happen. And there's, you know, sometimes you have to look at the motives of why a rumor is out and who tends to benefit. Uh, Mark, during the course of these meetings, no matter where they are, I just wonder, a guy like yourself, as well as so many other beat writers that are down there covering the event with a slant toward the club that they'll see during the regular year, how much, how much conversation goes on, if any at all, between writers and the actual agents of players that may be out there, whether it be through trade, possibly, or through free agency? I think it used to be a lot more, and I've noticed in the last couple of years, it seems like the agents aren't as visible as they used to be. Uh, it wasn't uncommon for you to see agents in the lobby bar and walk into the lobby and, you know, doing the, you know, the quick drink and the hello and what you know, what do you know about your guy? I, a couple of times, I've I've talked to agents in, the, in their suite and, and uh, things like that. And of course, Scott Boris had his uh, famous. Uh, meeting, you know, waiting at the, by the Christmas tree, and, and about 200 reporters were gathered around him waiting to hear the latest on Bryce Harper or other clients that he might have. But uh, I, I don't see the other agents other than Boris being quite as visible. Everyone seems to be holed up in their suites, teams and agents, and they do their business over cell phones or conference calls. And 
a lot of it isn't seen down in the lobby where the writers are. We're talking with MLB.com's Mark Sheldon. He's at the winter meetings in Las Vegas. Uh, Mark, the Reds have, uh, you know, last couple of years been using the term rebuild and wanting to build within with top prospects. They've been banking uh, a lot of prospects. Do you get a sense in talking to the Reds management that they're willing to part with some of their top prospects to namely get pitching or a big-name player? Yes, they are. Seem like they're definitely willing. They, the, the term they, they used, I think Nick used yesterday, was uh, prospect capital. And they feel like at this point they have the money to spend if they need to go get a free agent or trade for a guy with a kind of a heftier contract. Or they can expend some, some prospects uh, to get the deal they want to get or the player they want to get. So I, I think they are definitely motivated to win in 19 and try to do better. It's, it's definitely a different deal. They're not ramping up necessarily for a win, you know, win or bust kind of season, like going all the way. But at the same time, they're not into rebuilding mode either. They really want to see results. They know that after four straight 90-loss seasons that you can't just sit on your hands. And that's why they were aggressive with their coaching search to help David Bell. And that's why they finally moved away from Billy Hamilton because they really want to turn things around. And that's why they're not even uh, you know, assuming that they're going to go after low-level free agents that just hit the market uh, at the bargain basement in January. They're going to go after the guys they think they can get, even if it's some of the bigger names. With uh, all the conversation, and you have confirmed it, uh, that the Reds have been conducting with other ball clubs, do people like Dick Williams and, and Nick Kroll and some of the other key baseball people, are they that visible in the course of a day, or are they hold up in the suite to talk about conversations that they're having with other ball clubs? I've been... Again, it's kind of like last year or two, but especially this year. I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, Nick or Dick outside of the the suite. They don't really spend a lot of time milling around, and a lot of GMs have this issue because if you do think you're still visible, whether it be at the lobby bar or on your way to a restaurant, you're going to have a bunch of people like myself chasing you down to ask you a question. So it's it's very hard for them to be anonymous here. You know, it's it's just not as possible as it used to be nowadays. So it's... uh, so they're definitely up there. Uh, Nick Hall had mentioned it yesterday. They started at 7.30 in the morning, and they were working all into the night. So it's, it's very busy for them. We, uh, we've got specific rumors that we want to discuss with you. We're coming up on a break, and we'll get to them uh, when we return in a moment. Uh, but are you sleeping well at night, or are you uh, burning the candle at both ends? Because <laughs> <Well, yeah, that's, laughs> you know you're famous. You're, you're very famous for doing that, by the way. We could say that I burned the candle at both ends last night, uh, not as much the first couple of nights. Very nice. You're stretching out a little bit then. Is that accurate? I'm starting to get my, uh, my, my feet under me, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely within a groove. Let's well, put it you, that way. You know, you got to have your game face on by the time spring training, and more importantly than that, the regular season gets underway. Uh, absolutely. This is my spring training right now, getting ready for the season. Mark, <laughs> hang on. We'll get down in some deep rumors and, and get your impressions of what's been talked about publicly when we come back. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. We'll be back. Stay with us. The Reds Holiday Gift Pack is on sale now, starting at only $40. The gift pack includes four ticket credits, good towards any combination of games next season. Plus, you get a Mr. Redleg Snowman bobblehead. Purchase your Reds Holiday Gift Pack today at the Reds Kiosk, located in Kenwood Town Center or at Reds.com slash holiday, some restrictions apply. It is the Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser, and we are live at the Holy Grail Banks. 
Alongside the Hall of Famer Marty Brenneman, I'm Jim Day. It's our pleasure to have been speaking with the beat writer for MLB.com, Mark Sheldon. He's out in Las Vegas at the winter meetings, and Mark rejoins us. And, uh, Mark, how many times have you refreshed your Twitter feed today? Oh, I was refreshed three (laughs) times while we were in the break. Um, (laughs) I don't want to miss a single thing, and it's it's definitely a time for paranoia, I guess, to want to make sure you don't miss anything. And... uh, the rumors are definitely ongoing at all times. Well, speaking of rumors, comment on what you hear, the rumor that uh, the Reds and the Marlins are talking about a trade that would involve Tucker Barnhart going to Miami and, and Real Muto coming to Cincinnati. One person told me it was a three-way trade because the Reds would then turn around and flip Real Muto for something else that they feel like they needed. And then somebody else told me, no, it's a one-for-one trade. What are you hearing? Yeah, that's the weird rumor because, uh, number one, if they flipped Real Muda, who would they have to catch because Barnhart would be in Miami. But that's the correct. other issue would be if um, with Real Muto is that he's got only two years left in his contract, and if they had to send the guy like a Senzel or a Trammell or any of those really good prospects, you're, you're kind of filling a, a need that wasn't really there in the first place. Obviously, he's the best catcher all around in baseball, but right now the big needs are pitching and center field, and I don't see how that makes the team infinitely better uh, when they're not filling those spots and they're losing some prospects for a guy that won't be around very long. And I, I'm kind of wondering, as, as it was the other day with the Yankees, uh, Marlins, and Mets three-way trade involving Real Muto, that seemed to be bogus too, and I, I don't know how, how, how real yet this rumor is. Well, one thing could also be that the Reds are a part of a a three-person trade, and I don't know how Barnhart's name got mixed up in it, but the Yankees have been hot on the pursuit of Real Muto, of not being able to work out a deal, and uh, the Reds are rumored to be in on Sonny Gray. Perhaps the Reds are the third party in a trade like that that involves Real Muto. Yeah, they, they got a lot of different things happening, and a lot of wheels are in motion. It's, that's the one I haven't been able to track down. I, I, I tried to reach out to some people to see how sincere that rumor was, and I haven't been able to get a good real read on it yet. But um, it would be interesting, that's for sure. I mean, they're not, there's no player on this team that's untouchable, and as much of a fan favorite as Tucker Barnhart is, uh, if the Reds are willing to move, and that shows that they're trying to make some changes and they're doing, they're doing whatever it takes to improve the team. And then there are the rumors involving Homer Bailey. I mean, let's be honest about this thing now. Who is going to take Homer Bailey and the 20-some million dollars that still uh, exists on his contract? Yeah, the, the, there's a big rumor about the Dodgers and the Reds talking about uh, having Yasiel Puig and Alex Wood coming to Cincinnati and some, some prospects and Homer Bailey going over to L.A. And I think what it really is is the Dodgers would be paying the – essentially the $28 million of premium to get one of those big red prospects uh, out of here. And I don't really would believe that Bailey would even pitch for the Dodgers. And this is just me speculating, but, I mean, they're a team that can afford to make that trade and then release Bailey, and maybe he never pitches for the Dodgers because I just don't see where he would fit in their rotation or bullpen. So, um, But they are talking to the Dodgers for sure uh, about a bunch of different players. And, um, and Puig would be interesting. Again, he doesn't really fill a need. Unless they stick him in center field, it's not a position he's played a lot of in L.A., and, uh, and that's the only way I could see that working because they have, obviously have a smaller center field, and maybe that's a position he could play in Cincinnati. Well, it would be unprecedented for a team to buy prospects. Uh, it wasn't as much money involved, but we saw the Braves take on Arroyo's contract 
few years back, and they knew he wasn't going to throw one pitch for them to get prospects, so that, that wouldn't be unprecedented there. Um, your thoughts on um, the Reds, I mean, when we the Reds set out in this offseason, it was they've got to get pitching, pitching, pitching. Do you get a sense that they're having trouble getting some of the pitchers uh getting deals for some of the pitchers they wanted or some of the free agents they're targeting and are just trying to make any moves they can, even if it is offensively? Uh, no, I think they really do seem to have their sights set on pitching, but the, what's the problem I seem to hear is industry-wide is that there hasn't been any moves to really set the market. It's been pretty limited. Uh, you know, there just hasn't been a ton of deals done. I, you know, Charlie Morton signed today with the Rays, but I don't know how much he would affect what the Reds are doing. But there's just there hasn't been any moves to the podium it, it, all around. There's been no big trades that I can think of that have been done this week. So it, it, I think what happens is players want to see what the other players are going to get, or agents want to see what the other agents, you know players are going to get. And you're not seeing any of the guys that I would have thought would be perfect for the Reds, whether it's Wade Miley or Gio Gonzalez or Lance Lynn. Nothing's happening with those guys. I haven't even heard a rumor about those guys. So it's it's uh, I, I think it's just the waiting game. The, the, nothing has to be done here. It's just. The long game is being played, and some of these guys may not get moved until later in December or January. Well, that brings up a good point because we all know what happened in the offseason last year, uh, and that is when spring training began, there were a whole bunch of guys that were still on the beach and were unemployed, and even after the dust had finally settled, there were guys who never got signed. Can you see that as possibly being a factor again this offseason? Possibly, yeah. And also, there were some deals that were done, but they were done late. Like the Christian Yelich trade with the Marlins didn't happen until late January. It's just whenever these things get done, they get done. And I don't think even spring training is considered a deadline anymore uh, for these moves. But I I could see that happening. I don't think there's as many dynamic free agents that are out there, obviously other than Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. But uh, until some of these bigger chips fall, you kind of wonder if that doesn't happen, then then the other guys may not sign. It's kind of a, a domino type of effect. Do you think either one of those guys will be signed by the time the winter meetings end with the Rule 5 draft tomorrow, Mark? No, I don't think so. I think right. it's going to be a while. Any rumblings at all about Scooter Jeanette out there? Very little. There was a, a, a rumor that came out the first day about uh, the Reds were actively kind of looking to move him or would like to move him, and I, I had source say that, that that was not the case. They are, again, listening about anybody, and if someone makes a proposal that blows them out of the water, they wouldn't turn it down outright, but uh, they're not shopping him, per se. And it's also because of the – it also makes sense because there's so many different free agents that are out there, whether it's uh, Ian Kinsler, Josh Harrison, D.J. LeMahieu, that kind of – squashes the uh, the second base market, and, and a guy like Scooter Jeanette who's going to possibly get up to $10 million at arbitration may not make sense for some teams that could get a guy uh, for a better deal. Mark, we're going to let you go. I know you've got a high-level meeting that you are <laughs> absolutely have to be a part of in about 10 minutes or 12 minutes or so in Vegas. I, I just wonder if that's going to be at the poker table or at slots or whatever the case might be at Mandalay Bay. But, again, we, uh, you have our undying thanks for, for being with us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in spring training, if not before, and good luck uh, over the next 24 hours or so out in uh, the city of Sin. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Jim. And uh, please have a great holiday. All right, pal. You, you too. too. Take care. Thanks. We thank Mark Sheldon from MLB.com. When we come back, we'll be happy to take your questions, whether they be live here at the Holy Grail Bank, 749 
1-800-THE-BIG-1 are our telephone numbers if you want to dial us up and talk about what Mark just talked about or something that we didn't talk about. We're open for it all. This is the Hot Stove League at the Holy Grail Banks live across from Great American Ballpark, and we'll be back in a moment. Fans can purchase the Reds Hall of Fame Reds stocking that includes a limited edition Harry Wright bobblehead. The stocking and bobblehead are $15 for Hall of Fame members and $20 for non-members. Purchase now by calling 513-765-7923 or by visiting the Reds box office at Great American Ballpark. All proceeds benefit the Hall of Fame's 150th anniversary legacy campaign. With Jim Day, I'm Marty Brenneman. We're back at uh, the Holy Grail Banks, live as we are every Wednesday night up until spring training. And even the final uh, Hot Stove League program of this offseason will take place on February the, what, Joe? The Wednesday night before opening day. March. That's right. March, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> it's the last Wednesday night in, in March. That's all I know. We have a question over here to our right. Santa Claus Jr. is here. Your name and your question, please. Uh, it's Stephen from Price Hill. Marty, you're in midseason form already. Thank you, Stephen. What a, what a delight to have you. Thank hey, you. With the 150th anniversary coming out, mm-hmm. what is the one thing that the Reds have done that you thus far that you've been the most impressed with, knowing that this is a huge anniversary, and you haven't compared it to when you were there for the 50th, the 100th, and the, and the first one? Yeah. Uh, what, wow, what, what, that's, uh, that's rough right there. Took now. a shot at you, and I didn't. That's it, hard. It, it didn't I'm kidding. Me. I love Marty. I mean, after Double A used to come over my house and eat fried chicken. I mean, come on. <laughs> the thing I've been most impressed with is the uniform thing. I think that's that bowled me over. I think the first uh, vintage uniform day is May the fourth. Uh, there's what 14 different uniforms that the Reds will. Uh, put on display in a real game that will uh, reflect back to a certain period or a certain time in the history of this ball club. I think that's the coolest thing that's come out so far. Well, thank you, Marty, and I want to extend to you and Jim every day, Jim, a very, very happy and joyous uh, New Year's and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Stephen. You're well, the thank same you to much. you, young man. Seven four nine seven thousand. if you're listening. 1-800-THE-BIG-1. That's 1-800-843-2441. And one of the least favorite people in my entire life has come out with a Reds trade rumor. Can anybody guess in all of baseball who's the least favorite person that I've ever come across? And I'm honest about his name every time it comes up. Who? Good Lord, no. Oh, yeah, he got it right over here. To the That's line. correct, Jim Bowden. <laughs> He's come out with a trade rumor, right, Jim? Yeah, this is the uh, latest rumor, so... Take this for what it's worth from your guy, Jim Bowden. Indeed. Uh, he, he is hearing Homer Bailey, Tucker Barnhart, Vladimir Gutierrez from the Reds to the Dodgers for Yasiel Puig and Alex Wood. Again, are we throwing spitballs against the wall to see if something will stick? Are you just putting stuff out there because that's your job? Or these rumors, literally until a deal is signed or a trade is made, I just take it with a grain of salt. Well, for one thing, I say consider the source. And secondly, his desire to th- dream about that quarter pounder with cheese and biggie fries has <laughs> superseded all baseball rumors that he might bring up. I'll leave it at that. We've got a question here to our right. 
Young Get, man. Try to follow that. Uh, in regards to the starting pitching returning next What's year. What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, go ahead. Who do you expect the most out of? Yeah, that's a very good question. Who would you say? I would say Luis Castillo. Um, he made some strike. He, he really struggled. You know, sophomore season is, is tough for guys. He really struggled at the beginning of the season but really came on in the second half. Um, he certainly has a, he has one of the best change-ups in the game. And when you have that and a plus 95-mile-per-hour fastball uh, with a new pitching coach who can perhaps even hone it in even more, a young guy, I think I would expect the most out of him. Yeah, and, you know, if, if this club goes out and does what it said it wanted to do, and that's to sign or trade for two veteran pitchers uh, to go along with whoever else is in the rotation, whoever else is in that rotation, uh, with the possible exception of, of Anthony DiSclafani, who's been around a while, although he lost a year, um, the other two positions are going to be manned by young guys. And, and uh, I think Castillo would be a lot to be one of them. And in all likelihood, Tyler Malley would probably be the other one. And I would expect vast improvement out of him, too, if he's in the rotation. He's going to have to improve, and it's going to have to be in spring training. Uh, he was uh, all kinds of messed up at the end of the year. I mean, they had him. Uh, he was trying to himself, moving from one side of the rubber to the other, working, tinkering with his mechanics, and then just went back to what made him successful to get there. Uh, I would like to see him develop a, a, a more quality third pitch if he's going to be a starter, but he's going to have to make strides in spring training right True. away. Got another question? All right, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, uh, honestly and seriously, that's a, it's an interesting trade that Jim Bowden proposes without any well, question. Yeah, I mean, you listen, you, you signed Tucker Barnhart. He, he's won a gold glove. He's from Reds country. He signed at a very team-friendly deal. You're looking at and the Reds, a smaller market. You're looking for contracts like Tucker Barnhart's, yep. quality player at a reasonable price. Who would catch if you trade him and you don't get a catcher back? But you're getting, you're giving up the Homer Bailey salary. Vladimir Gutierrez is not one of your top prospects. Nope. You're getting Yasiel Puig, who would be reunited with Turner Ward, who was the hitting coach for the Dodgers and really made strides with him last year. And Alex Wood is a left-handed pitcher, and you look at the numbers of Alex Wood, uh, when he had a 3.68 ERA last year for the Dodgers, uh, really started the season strong. Um, you're getting a lefty starter for that? That'd be one you have to think about. You certainly would, without any question. We've still got about 20 minutes or less uh, for this edition of the Reds Hot Stove League, talking about the winter meetings, talking about the trade rumors, and there have been an abundance of them. Break time. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League. We are live at the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Thank you very much. Reminder, you can sign up your son or daughter for the coolest club in all of Reds country. For only $30, your child can become a Reds Heads Kids Club member and get an exclusive backpack, jersey, Joey Votto bobblehead, free Reds tickets, members-only experiences, and more. Purchase today at reds.com slash kids club. I'm Jim Day. He is Hall of Famer Marty Brenneman. And before we get back to, uh, we've got three callers standing by, Jeff, Mark, and Terry. We want to give our broadcast colleague Chris Welch and... Uh, a baseball clinic that's coming up on uh, December the 27th. That's a Thursday 
the great equalizers, uh, change-up session from 1 to 2.30, a curveball session from 2.30 to 4 o'clock. Um, each session is $40, or you can go to both sessions for a total of $70, and they're taking registrations now. You'll learn about change-ups, what grip, uh, and various and sundry other things, and the same holds true as far as curveballs is concerned. Uh, you can register by dialing up 513-831-8873. That's 513-831-8873. Or you can go to www.championsbaseball.net. Championsbaseball.net, December the 27th. A change-up and curveball clinic conducted by former big league uh, pitcher and now, of course, a longtime Reds telecaster in Chris Welsh. All right, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 513-749-7000, and that's where we go. And we're going to go down to Bristol, Tennessee. Jeff standing by. Jeff, what's on your mind? Hey, Martin. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Jim's old gay, too, uh, Jeff. Go ahead. Uh, oh. Go ahead, Jeff. Don't pay attention to Marty. He loves to dig at you. <laughs> uh, I... I I've been a, a Reds fan for 62 years. And, you know, I, I remember this morning this year out of all the talk that, that I've heard that they had money to spend and this and that and everything else. And what is going on with them? What's going on with the Reds? I don't know. I mean, we've been talking about what's been going on with the Reds since we went on the air tonight. Uh what what specifically are you talking about? Spending some money. Trade wise. Well, they haven't traded for anybody yet. Well, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I know it. Uh, well, we, we got uh, uh, we got tomorrow. What, uh, what, what time? What time did they quit tomorrow? Four o'clock. Uh, well, I, 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 I would like to, I'd like to see them do something, but their hold up their their hold up is Homer Bailey. It, it is. That, that, that is their hold-up. I, I, re, I really believe that. Uh, don't, don't, don't let – I, I wouldn't let nobody like that hold me up from, from, from keeping doing something. Uh, what is, what is they, they owe him? $28 million? Ship him to somebody else in a trade and get something. Uh, he's not he's – not, last year, look what he was, 1-13. and 13. Well, they'll get that, Jeff, Jeff, believe me, they'll get that thing worked out. All things will come to pass, and the home of Bailey situation will be worked out one way or the other by the time the season opens in, in late March. We appreciate your call. Let's go to Louisville. Mark, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted to comment. If Jim Bowden's even close to being right about that trade, the Reds should make it yesterday. Um, Mark Sheldon, your writer, he made the comment he didn't know what purpose uh, – Pugue, what, how do you say it? Pugue would serve. Well, he must have slept through the season last year and not noticed that the Reds had the least productive outfield in the National League. And besides, what difference does it make? Anything they can do can prove, should improve this team. I mean, it's been horrible for four years. I take uh, They need outfield help terrible. They do. They need a center fielder first. Whether, Wait a minute. They whether Puig can play around. center field. Schleppler can play center field, although he's not a very good hitter. And so Schleppler. Can that, uh, Schleppler, whatever. And that, that little uh, that, right. that rookie they called up, the right-handed kid that had a pretty good year. He made some defensive foofahs, but he, he could move. 
and he could always, you know, I mean, defense is not the first order in this ballpark. They need some hitters, and they need them bad. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I don't disagree with that. Not at all. And, and listen, if you can't go out and get the front-line pitching, uh, well, you know, there's two parts of the game. You can go out pitching. and outscore people. I, I, I think people underestimate their pitching. And pitching one year can be good and one year could be – what's the latest on signing the uh, Harvey? Anybody heard anything about that? Not a word. His name no. has almost been an afterthought. Yeah, Scott Boris. Well, I'll tell you what. If they end up re-signing him, he's more the question. valuable to the Reds than he would be any other team in the league, I think. He would All be right. a number one for the Reds where he'd probably be a number two, three, or maybe even a four on some teams. He ought to think real hard about staying here. Their pitching would be pretty, pretty good, better than what people give it credit for, but the offense is horrible. Numbers don't lie. Starting pitching was not good last year, Mark. Well, and not even, watched, not even close every, to average. I watched every game and saw every game, and the pitching was not good. But you still got these young arms. Castillo, Castillo, whatever, he was terrible the first half, but he yeah, looked he like a star the second half. And the, he, young pitching can really step it up. And plus, you're not going to really acquire any pitcher, any number one starter. The Reds aren't going to pay for it, and nobody's going to give them up. You better go for the offense. Well, I think they're going to try to go for both, and uh, I would agree in, in the fact that a couple of these young pitchers are going to have to step up, even if you sign a free agent so pitcher or trade you, for you a free agent pitcher. You can afford to trade a couple of You're them, too. All right, Mark, we're going to turn you loose, man. He won't let us talk. No. We're going to put you on the payroll here in a minute. Nice talking with you, Mark. You had some good points, though, Mark. You sure thanks, did. Thanks I'm, for the call. Appreciate I'll vote it. for that. And uh, we'll come back with the final moments of this Wednesday night edition of the Reds Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks in a moment. We're back at the Red Hot Stove League for the final few moments of this show, and we go quickly to Kettering. Terry, thanks for waiting on the air. You're, you're with us. What, what have you got? Uh, thanks, Marty, Jim. Merry Christmas. Um, Same to my you, pal. question is, My question is, I haven't heard much about Alex Blandino this offseason, how his recovery is going, rehab, whatnot. Is he going to be ready for the beginning of the season? And he seems a, a very versatile player and I think the Reds got a diamond in the rough when they got him and why couldn't they try to plug him into the outfield plug Blandino into the outfield yep well he's a good athlete it's it's possible I don't think he's he's going to bring you the pop that you're looking from an outfielder um and you know Billy Hamilton made the transition from shortstop to center field but that we're talking about a different breed of athlete there um he was Moving around much better at Reds Fest as far as uh, being available full go to start spring training. Uh, not sure about that. Didn't ask him specifically, but uh, he was all smiles and no longer was on crutches or had that brace on. So it's a long process, but uh, we'll see. Blandino will certainly be in a, a competition for a bench spot. Yeah, I, I uh, Terry, I talked to Alex at Reds Fest. He's fine. He said he's going to be way, he's had it way ahead of schedule. He'll be able to go full bore from day one of spring training. So uh, the recuperative period has been successful for him, and um, I, 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 real, I like the kid. I think he can play a little bit. I just, it's all going to hinge on how much he shows offensively in spring training as to whether or not he has a real chance of making this club, mm-hmm. because he went through a rough stretch last year where he couldn't buy a hit, and they're going to expect some measure of offense against a player like that, even though he's a versatile kid like Blandino is. Nasty knuckleball, though. Oh, tremendous knuckleball. Absolutely. 
I mean, I right. Think- I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, was, I was thinking, you know, I'd like to see him be an every, everyday player, but finding a spot for him is, you know. He, I mean, he's not going to be an everyday no. player. He's not, unless they were to trade, uh, even if they traded Scooter Jeanette, and you've heard a lot of rumors about that, uh, Senzel would probably be the guy to go to second base if, in fact, they did deal Scooter, and I don't think any of us anticipate that happening. So I don't, I don't know that there's a spot that Alex is going to be able to play because I think they'll make an effort to trade for an outfielder rather than plug Alex Blandino out there and say we're going to we're going to go with him and and use him uh, and give him a shot at an everyday position in the outfield. All right. Well, I hope they don't trade Scooter. That's for sure because I really like him. But uh, I appreciate you guys taking my call and have a merry Christmas. You too. Thanks, Terry. Hey, you do the same, Terry. Thank you very much. Well, we're just about out of time. Uh, we uh, will wait, uh, I think, with everybody else uh, to, to consider to be a Reds fan to see what moves, uh, if nothing comes out of the winter meetings, what transpires down the road. We full well expect that there will be things that will happen that will have new faces in a Reds uniform by the time spring training gets underway. Jim, it's always a slice of heaven to work with you, my man. Not as much as me to you. No, on the contrary. It's just uh, sometimes I'm just awesome and uh, overwhelmed with a lack of ability to discuss my feelings about you as a broadcast colleague, and we look forward to getting together again with you sometime in the not-too-distant future. Cannot wait. Uh, Same here, pal. Tom Brenneman and I will be doing it next week. We'll have Nick Kroll, the Res General Manager, join us next Wednesday night. It is Hot Stove League time.